Cochran here as usual, uh, although it hasn't been usual recently, with Eddie Webb. Hello. And Matthew Dawkins. Hello. See, this muting thing isn't going to work. There's a, like a second delay there. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello, audience. Hello. Well, you Good do what you here. want, Matthew. I will. And uh, just for fun, today we also have Danielle Lausanne. Hi. Hi. Uh, so even though I'm the host, I think you're primarily going to hear Eddie talking through this episode because yes. we are doing a game show Eddie has devised called Game Lawyers, which is in no way affiliated with the Ace Attorney series of video games. No. Uh, because we don't want to get sued. <laughs> right. But so I, he, um, I'm sure they would see it as a reverential, what would the word be? Uh, tribute. Homage. Yes. <laughs> yes. I prefer fromage. Uh, yeah, uh, this this is um, something that uh, I had originally planned to do for Onyx Pathcon, um, and for a variety of reasons, it just didn't make sense to put in schedule. Um, one of those being it probably actually works better audio only. Uh, so we decided to resurrect it and do it because this is uh, the fifth week of the month, so we don't have necessarily a, a topic this week. So we decided to try this out. Uh, so um, yeah, <laughs> tell us about the show. How's it going to work, Eddie? So basically, all of you are lawyers. Um, you're oh going boy. to be going through um, the the body of Onyx Path texts. So all of these uh, questions and references are going to be from Onyx Path books. I am the judge, and all of my decisions in this game are final. My rulings can only be appealed by Rich Thomas and the devil himself. So that makes I'm sense. The yeah, there is no jury. Um, so for the first rounds, we're going to present evidence. And how this works is um, I'm going to read a quote from an Onyx Path book. It's going to be a bit of a rule, a bit of world lore, something like that. Uh, but one or, one or two of the words are going to be missing. Um, we're <gasps> using a website called justbuzz.in, um, and each of you can buzz in at any point in time during the statements I read. And then you have to tell me what's missing in the statement. Uh, if you're wrong, then the next person in line in buzz can try and correct the statements, and each correct statement is worth one point. Okay, is everyone ready? Uh, I'm gonna as, suck at this I so hard. <laughs> We're gonna be so bad. I, I, if I, I can half melted already. <laughs> <laughs> also, just so listeners know, we're not like looking these up. We don't have the books in front of us. We don't no. have like I I don't have any PDFs open. We're just doing this from memory. And as I've said many times in the podcast, the minute I finish working on something, it goes right out of my brain. Yes. Um, so God knows how well we're going to do at this. But if I can't think of anything that's accurate to say, I'm just going to say something ridiculous, uh, which I think is in, in the spirit of this game show. <laughs> my my thinking was I will answer Pugmire for everything because <laughs> I think it's the game we have with the shortest title and the one Eddie is most likely to have drawn questions from. I did actually go through a wide variety of our games, um, so it's not just Pugmire, but I will say that there are some curveballs in this list. So. I do have one question. Yes. Just before we get started. Mm -hmm. Is it all Onyx Path owned and licensed properties, or is it stuff that, like, it, like are, are the Paradox Fight Wolf books part of this? These are all books that we publish and currently sell, is the delineation I have made. Okay. So, okay. for example, Mage, the Essential Way Anniversary Edition, is a possibility the but vampire five books because yes they are known by paradox yes oh I've, oh, oh I've just lost okay, a okay, big okay. advantage there <laughs> <laughs> damn you renegade damn you paradox i've i've held my temper for this long <laughs> but now 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 this is important i on could... this game show with absolutely zero stakes this yeah. is the point the hill you die on it's yeah what does the winner get the winner gets bragging rights oh okay and my respect don't we all already have your respect? This is the uh, only way to earn it. You think that? <laughs> the only way we'll ever earn Eddie's respect. Oh, God. This game show. There's so much pressure on this now. I feel like this has turned into a more of a sore-like situation. Yeah. That, um, yeah, don't laugh, Eddie. A macabre I, 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 git. It's, uh... <laughs> yeah, I... I I admit I was a little confused when the email that Eddie sent out said, do you want to play a game? <laughs> uh, and I, I, was, I was like, yeah, but how did you make that tone of voice into your email? Like, how did that happen? Lots of Turns counts. out it's Saw. Yes. Okay. Uh, order in the court. We're going to start this off. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. I got to get ready to buzz. Get ready. Fingers on buzzers. Question one. Uh, this is from Exalted 3rd Edition. Oh, you're, oh, you're going to tell us what it's from. Okay. Yes. 
Mortals in the world of Exalted are granted a soul with their first breath. It is telling, then, the Chosen generally refer to this moment of their exaltation as the blank breath. D? Bad. The bad breath? <laughs> yes. That is incorrect. Matt, Damn you it. Were you were second. Damn. Uh, well, I was going to go for dying breath. I thought it sounded poetic. It is poetic, but it is also wrong. Oh, for fuck's sake. Dixie. Is it second breath? It is the second breath. Okay, that's what I thought. Well, and big surprise. Like... Dixie gets an exalted question. <laughs> I know. I actually didn't know that. I just <laughs> sussed it out from context clues. Because oh, well, the mortal help. gets their first breath, so then when they exalt it to their second breath, it, it was kind of <laughs> obvious. It is, it is you on had page, more time to think about it because you were last. Yeah. It's true. I did that on purpose because I didn't know the answer. Uh, I feel like I'm going to get punchy. <laughs> I, I feel like this is going to be a tone for the game. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Question two. This is from Deviant the Renegades. Blanks evoke strong feelings of hate or love in the remaid, anchoring her to her remaining humanity. Matthew. Touchstones. Correct. Touchstones. It's on page 81. Yes. Get in. Right. Back in the game. <laughs> we each have one point. It's fine. I don't have any points. I don't know what you're talking well, about. I was talking to Matthew about us and excluding you because you don't have any points. Wow. <laughs> well, <laughs> luckily, I think this sort of question will help out. Um, so everyone's ready. Third question is from a so, Trinity Continuum yeah. Quarterly book. The three areas of action are action adventure, procedural, and blank. Dixie. <gasps> Ah, <laughs> you can buzz in before the question's done being answered. Uh, action adventure procedural, and I and it, now that now that I said that, I'm going to be like, God damn it, I fucked it up. Uh, that isn't it. Uh, uh, <laughs> I have blanked on it completely. So, uh, investigation? No, no, Deep. that's 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 procedural. Intrigue. Intrigue. Is Intrigue. <laughs> I, I I I knew it was with an I, and I was sitting here like, Come on, Dixie, come on, and I nope. Didn't know. The reason I didn't buzz it is because I didn't know which one he was going to leave out. Yeah. Yeah, but, you, but but if you know what the three are, you can just buzz in and then he'll finish answering the question. True. But you didn't. Oh my god! <laughs> but you still. I thought won, it would so... stop. I thought it would stop Eddie and force me to answer. Before no, Eddie is no. going to finish the question the no thing. matter what. Okay. 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 Fair, I... fair enough. But then we, we're learning. We're learning. So question four. This is from Pugmire. King Blank Pug the First. Founded the kingdom of Pugmire many hundreds of years ago. Dixie. Buckington? No. Matthew. Okay, right. Is it Murray? No. No. Um, <laughs> oh, I need to answer. We yes. all forgot what the name of the first king was. Um, oh my God, I was going to write a whole adventure about this. You were. I, I don't <laughs> good, even good job you didn't. Uh, yeah. Well, if I had, I'd probably remember. Just, just give him a random pug name. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't you even know what a random pug okay. would be named. So the I don't know. King Vincent pug. Oh, place. the secret of Vincent's tomb. Correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we have a whole cool. thing called that. <laughs> <laughs> we do, we do. Uh, we are only highlighting our own ignorance with this game. <laughs> So, when, so as a context, when fans go, why don't you remember this thing? Now you know. You, you have a very clear understanding. Of why yeah, do you know how many cells. books I look at every <laughs> week? <laughs> okay, question five. They came from beneath the sea. Oh. In this system, paths are known as the ambition path, the origin path, and the blank path to form the core of the character. D. Society. Incorrect. Oh, no. Archetype. Archetype oh, is correct. dang, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. I, I for some reason I felt like you had already said that one. Uh, I'm going to retire now. So yeah, I'm going to rest on my laurels. They're not comfortable, but I will rest on them nonetheless. <laughs> the melty laurels. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Question six, and this is from Hunter Individual Second Edition. Blanks are regional groups filled with multiple cells who swap intel, stories, even ammo. Dixie. Compacts. Compacts is correct. Oh, okay, okay. I feel smarter 17. now. Whew, whew, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Almost through. Question seven. This is from Scion Hero. As a Scion journeys and achieves new and bold deeds to grow in legend, they create a sort of divine identity around them called a blank. Dixie. Mantle. Correct. It is mantle. Oh, very good. Very well done. <laughs> Oh, Matthew didn't know he just buzzed in. <laughs> I did. I, I didn't want. Some, I felt left out. I mean, if you don't buzz in, you can't. You can't answer the question. 
Number eight, this is from the Scarland Player's Guide, the OGL version. Through this book, though this book focuses primarily on one continent of scarred lands, which is blank, the world is filled with diverse places, all of which are affected in some way by the Titan's Ward. Dixie. Scarn. Incorrect. Oh. Gelspad. Oh, it is Gelspad. You're right. Okay. I was wrong. Man, I had no idea. <laughs> but and yet you buzzed. I sure did. You were drawn to that red button. I'm going to buzz every time. I don't care if I know it or not. Question nine. Trying to continue aberrant. Nova powers are off the chart of normal baseline capabilities, and this is represented as levels of blank. D. Ah! Scale. Scale is correct. Damn it! <laughs> I yeah. knew that one. Yeah, I knew that would appear somewhere. <laughs> and question 10, the, end, the last question of round one. We are from Dystopia Rising Evolution. A blank is a narrowly focused expertise within a skill. Dixie. Specialty? Correct, it is specialty. Well, I'm just going off the fact that we call it that in most of our games. It yeah. is, it's true. So I it's think so every game but they came from. Easier than others. Uh, so that's the end of round one. Currently, uh, we have Danielle at two points, Matthew at three points, and Dixie at four points. Dixie Woo! in the lead. Mm, and well I'm done, no good Dixie. at this. Well, it's going to get even better for round two. Uh, oh now boy. we're moving into cross-examination. Where's my Malkavian questions? You're not uh, getting any. We, we talked about this already. <laughs> 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 we don't know the access anymore. Um, so this is going to be a little different. I'm going to tell you what book the quote is from. Mm -hmm. And then the first person to buzz in can answer it. Then I'll read you a question where the quote has one or more words incorrect. If the player can correct the statement, you'll get two points. If not, then I'll go down the board, but each person who follows up only gets one point. Does that make sense? So we no. buzz in before we've heard the, the sentence? Correct. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> But you get two points if you buzz in. And if no one buzzes in after I say it, then I'll start reading it, but then it's only one point. Yeah, this is like one of those like betting things where you're right. like having to like wager that you know the thing. Correct. All right. So so first we have to guess the book name and then we No, have no, no. To... I'll, I'll read the book name. Right. Then I'll pause. And if someone wants right. to buzz in, then the person who buzzes in can and try to Ah, solve I the see, I see. Sorry, yes. So you get, uh, you get my ears point. have melted by this. That's point. fine. Yeah. I understand. Um, and if no one buzzes in, I'll just start reading the question. But at that point in time, it goes from two points to one point. Okay. And also there are no blanks, but one word is actually wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the first mm -hmm. book is Mummy the Curse, second edition. Oh, no. Nobody's buzzed in? Okay. Matthew, come on. Really? Oh, okay. Matthew. Okay. There we go. Matthew. For two uh, points. You know, I was feeling magnanimous. That's good. Good. <laughs> my point you in lead, you get this. I doubt it. Uh, so... Mummy the Curse is a storytelling game of forgetful souls in the Chronicles of Darkness. Which well, I would say the word forgetful is uh, probably incorrect. It's, it's a little, it's not hammy enough for me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, demented would be incorrect. So, hmm, hmm. I mean, timeless is, would would timeless work. is correct. Oh well, there we go. It, 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 Mummy the Curse story game of timeless souls. Thank God we got that timelessness in Dixie. Yeah, right. <laughs> Next question is Mage the Ascension twentieth anniversary edition. No. <laughs> Nobody's buzzed in. Okay. I'm not buzzing in on that. I'll buzz. I'll buzz. I'm gonna right. give it a go. <laughs> Matthew. I, I know barely nothing about Mage, but I'm on a roll. I'm okay. Sunk cost fallacy. The, the, the incorrect statement is, it's pretty easy to blow up a car by shooting its gas tank. <laughs> uh, it's pretty easy to satiros a car by blowing up its gas tank. <laughs> that is incorrect. Does anybody else want to buzz in? I'll give it a go. Dixie, for one point. Uh, it's pretty easy to blow up a vehicle by shooting its gas tank. Incorrect. I don't know. <laughs> I Do you want to even give it a shot? It could be a Nefandus. D. Uh, um, Magic it's, missile. It's not very easy to blow up a car by shooting. It's pretty gas hard tank. to blow up a car. Is yeah. the correct oh. I'll give it to not, oh. Yeah, that's actually not easy to do. I don't know. It, it seems easy to me. It's, but I've never shot not. a gun or one of a gas tank. So. It sounds to me like Mage is a game that doesn't have enough um, fantastical nature. If you can't blow up a car by it's shooting a gas tank. Why even play this game if you can't blow up a car? Yeah, right? Very, very mundane. <laughs> very mundane. 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to go and play Ars Magica. They know how to deal with magic. Yes, Ars Magica well-known revving cars in it. Horse and but, carriage. It's pretty easy to blow up a horse while yeah. shooting his gas. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, okay, so horse. the third question is from Monarchies of Mao. Dixie. All right, right in. So your incorrect statement is, if the dice roll is a natural one, meaning the d20 die roll you consult for your result is a one before any modifiers are applied, then the action fails in an especially bad way. This is called a failure. Uh, this is... Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, Can Sorry. Want to read again? No, no, I'm 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 stuck on the very end of it, I think. Okay. Um, because I forgot if we call it a failure or like an extreme failure. Uh catastrophe. I don't know. Incorrect. Matthew, for one point. I had forgotten. Is it botch? It is botch, correct. It is botch. But it should have been catastrophe because it's a game about cats. Probably. Cat- catastrophe? Yes. But 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 past me did not do that. Well, future you should fix that. <laughs> Let's send because out replacement copies to everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. I'm yes, gonna go into excellent. the PDF and edit it. Yeah, we'll go dark so- souls on this game. No, it is botch, you're right. <laughs> okay. It, it is botch. It's page 97. Question four is from NWE Unleashed. There's Matthew. All right. <laughs> Bring it on, Eddie. Matthew, for two points. Betting shops all over the world refuse to do brisk trade on high profile wrestling matches. Hmm. Actually, that's an interesting one. Um, I would... Hmm, that they refused to... You know what? I'm going to go for bookies instead of betting shops. Incorrect. Okay. D for one point. Uh, it, it refused. It's not that. It's uh, something more enthusiastic about it. <laughs> So like, but, but you identified the right word and you got the right direction. It's they, they still do brisk trade. Yeah. So I'll give it to you for one point. Yeah. yeah, it's not that they refuse, it's that they are doing it. Absolutely. Seems like a corrupt system to me, betting <laughs> professional wrestling, but the world of Aberrant is a grim and gritty place. No four color. You should talk to the developers there. of that book. Oh wait, that's us. <laughs> All right. Question five is from Scion Titanomarchy. D. All right, for two points. All godly figures in Scion attain such power by building up their heat. <laughs> um, I believe heat should be legend. Correct, for two points. I knew that, and I knew that D was going to get it, but that was such a great replacement. <laughs> hey, y'all, like Scion that. of Zeus here, just building heat. <laughs> Oh, then, then, now you're going to do a Scion wrestling bit. I don't right. think Rich will let us do more than one wrestling game in a decade. I'm surprised let us do one, honestly. <laughs> okay, as we move into the second half of this, um, Danielle and Matthew are tied at six points and Dixie's at four. I haven't New gotten points. any points this round. <laughs> Question six. Question six is from Trinity Continuum Aeon. I'll try it. Dixie, Okay. For two points. I'm just trying to get back up there, you know? Yeah, no, you got to risk it sometimes. <laughs> the greatest scions in the Trinity Continuum, the proxies, each have psi traits of eight or nine dots. Oh, um, the dot rating seems wrong to me. It seems like it's too high. <laughs> what would you replace it with if that were the case? You said eight or nine? I said eight or nine. Six or seven? That is correct. Dang it. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> Bam. Good, good guess. Oh. Well, I, the board at six. I did edit that book. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, no, I remember like that that sounds really high for a side trait. So. so I just want to say, you started this show by making super clues you forgot all the stuff. So what I'm hearing is you're sharking us now. Well, yes. it's just like it'll just come back to you, you know? <laughs> uh, I, I think we it. should retire now. You know, we're all on six points. Six we could points. go home without any bad blood. Eddie would respect all of us. I don't or think that's how you. this works. Who did res- wouldn't <laughs> respect any of us because we're quitters. We're not quitters. We're retiring, D, at the peak of our performance. <laughs> that's You, you can it, retire you can in the middle of want. a case. <laughs> Contem- I, I call it contempt of court. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> Force you on. All right, uh, question seven is from Scion Origin. 
Okay, D. Statement is, willpower has been replaced with enhancement. Uh, scale has been replaced with enhancement. Incorrect. Oh, Dixie, dang. for one point. Oh, man. What is willpower replaced? Uh, replaced with... <laughs> that is not correct. No, no, no. no. You, <laughs> I, can you read it again? Willpower has been replaced with enhancement. Uh, what is it replaced with enhancement? I don't know. Okay. Matthew. Um, willpower has been replaced with enhancement. Hmm. I'm going to go for... No, you know what? I, I think I'm, I'm actually... I really am drawing a blank. There. Um, so I will... No. Spell out? No, I, I can't do it. Okay. Um, willpower has been replaced with momentum. And that was in oh. the, uh, oh. the back of the book with um, the conversion first and second edition. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Things get harder now. Sorry, Sion, team. We let, we, <laughs> we've let you down. Because, like, I, I, I was sitting here like, I don't think this is in the game, like, willpower, but I can't remember which... No. Which trait it was replaced? It was, it was oh. in the it was in the back appendix where we talked about the conversion first second edition, and that that's the bit I forgot was in the book. So mm -hmm. I was thinking, what willpower could they be referring to in Origin? Because right. I wasn't yeah. thinking yep. of first edition, and mm -hmm. yeah, well, oh, good question. Anyway, uh, so Stupid now even more people because question eight is from the People of the Crossroads Continent book. Dixie, okay, jumping right in. Statement is, I ran something like an average of a gaming session a month for about 15 years. Oh, God. I ran something like an average of a game. This is, this is in Rich's intro, then. A week? Should have been a week? It is correct. It is a week. Two points. Excellent. <laughs> that one I edited very recently, whereas Sion I edited five years ago. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, well, let's go, let's go to one that's a little less recent. Cavaliers of Mars. Dixie trying again. Okay, try to build that lead. Your statement is, your character is made up of traits. Each ranked is a die size from die 6 to die 20. Uh, no, they're d6 to d12. That is correct. Dang. Side note, um, I talked to Rose about this game, and she got that wrong. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just thought, like, it's, it's yeah, 6, 6, 8, 12, I think, are the main ones. Okay, last question. This is from the StoryPath System preview brochure released in 2021. <sighs> Matthew, okay, for two points. It's only when the psychic superhuman deals with your average beat cop that enhancement comes into play. Scale. Correct, instead of, two points. Uh, sorry, I should have specified that instead of enhancement. Yeah, yeah it's... Right. It's only when your average beat scale is... Right, <laughs> your, your, your average words scale cup. Your average psychic scale. Your scale beat cup. Yeah. <laughs> your scaly beat cup. Oh, now it is they came from. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so at the end of round two, um, we have uh, Danielle at six points, Matthew at eight points, and Dixie in the lead at ten points. Yeah, made it up. Look at that field. With my Cavaliers knowledge. This game is anybody's. It is actually it is anybody's, because now we're going to move into oral arguments. Oh, God. So um, <laughs> I'm going to read the title of a book the statement comes from. And once you hear the title, you're going to wager some, all, or none of your points to me privately. So the buzzer board, you can, you can actually send to me how much you're wagering. Uh -huh. Oh, okay. Um, the statement is missing a keyword or words and has an incorrect word or words. So once oh, I get your wager... Both. I'll read the I'll read the statement and you'll send me your corrected statement privately. Okay, so we're going to be doing some typing here that I'll have to cut out of the episode. Correct, telling me, well, especially um, mine. But while while you're thinking, I'll be talking a little bit about some some promotional stuff. So, as you first do the wager first, wager the book is they came from beyond the grave. Um, big surprise so, there. <laughs> well, right, but I need you to send me wager. how many. We yeah, all wager, don't right, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to wager like in Jeopardy, Matthew. Right, and you, you yeah. wager privately to me. So when you buzz in, I just type in how many points you're wagering. Uh, so Danielle has uh, six, Dixie has ten, and Matthew has eight. So it's two wager. Okay, so I have. I think you were just saying that D like 
wagered all six of her points. No, no, I'm, so I'm, just, like, I'm what? just saying how many you have to wager. Um, so I'm, I've written down uh, how much you've wagered. Do you, you still did you wager? You? Are we all wagering? Yes. Yeah, you're all wagering now. Yes. And that's private. And can you wager statement. zero? Yeah, you can wager you zero have... if you want. Okay. Does anyone want to change their wager now that they have that information? No. Okay. Dang. All right. um, so, uh, and, and again, um, everyone's going to write in what they believe the corrected statement should be as part of your buzz. And then right. I'll go through them along with your wagers. So, so you'll all be typing in your wager. You're going to be saying them out loud. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so I'll read the statement twice to make sure you hear it. And then I'll talk about the Kickstarter while you guys are writing. So, statement is, Abaddon is considered a scale blank monster for all roles in the social arena. Abaddon is considered a scale blank monster for all roles in the social arena. So while people are typing, um, this is a great opportunity uh, to talk about the fact that we do have a Kickstarter going on right now. Um, we, it's uh, Trinity Continuum Aether, which is the newest of our Trinity Continuum eras, uh, which sets in uh, late 19th century, the, the, the Victorian era. Um, and at the time of recording, it has not yet gone live, so we don't know how well it's doing. So it's either doing amazingly or terribly, but we hope it's amazingly. Um, we've seen a lot of people really excited about the blog post that Matthew's been putting up of different kind of text. Uh, showing kind of different slices of the, the Aether world. And it is definitely about um, what are believed to be Martians uh, attacking and, and invading the world. So it's kind of, there's a lot of um, uh, Mars invasion, that kind of H.G. Wells dynamic going on. And there's some mysteries of like, well, if this Martian invasion happens, why do we know nothing about it in other eras of the Trinity world? So Lots of, of fun stuff. So we do recommend if you're interested in Victorian fiction or the Trinity Continuum, please check it out. Well, Dixie is still trying to figure out what the statement is. That's because Dixie forgot what one of the arenas was. <laughs> Mental, social, physical. Mental. Thank you. I my my brain was like, I'm missing an arena. What's it? Pizza. The third arena is pizza. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm I'll send it in now. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I'm just I'm just. It's all right. It's I all right. changed a bunch of shit. I don't know if it's right. I'm probably wrong. Okay. That's fine. Um. So we'll do this. Uh. We'll start actually with uh. Danielle. Oh, uh, no. She's the lowest amount of points. Um. You wagered two points. Yeah. You are currently at six. Yeah. The statement you have written is Abaddon is considered a scale two monster in all physical arenas. And unfortunately, that is not correct. Okay. So your score is now four. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's already losing. Uh, next, we'll go to Matthew, who has eight points. Uh, you wagered six of those eight. Wow. I did. Uh, and statement is, Abaddon is clearly a scale three monster for all roles in the physical arena. And that is correct. Mine was completely wrong. Uh, so you have but that's fine. 14 points. Um, I, I did. I had a somewhat unfair advantage in that I ran a game of Beyond the Grave yesterday with Abaddon. In. Oh! <laughs> um, so. Whereas I happens. forgot we even had Abaddon in the game, so How I changed his you? name. Because I didn't write him! Uh, so Dixie um, <laughs> just, 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 wagered three points. I'm very um, stupid. And she wrote, the devil himself is a scale five monster for all roles in the physical arena. I don't know. That's probably is, true. Not correct, but sounds plausible. I have an objection. Objection? What's okay. your objection? My objection is, Matthew, why do you have so much scale in your fucking game? <laughs> there, should, there shouldn't be scale three creatures in your game. Why not? How are, how are your players overcoming that? How are they getting scale? They're supposed to think around the problem. They're not supposed to be taking it on in a physical matchup, hence why it's a physical three, uh, well, scale three uh, monster in are a they... physical arena. Are they like challenging it to a chess duel or something? Yes, that is like exactly that is exactly how you would beat someone like Abaddon. You would challenge him in the mental or social arena rather than the physical one. It's are they going to do? Are they going to do like a, a sing off? <laughs> Maybe. Like... Uh, well, you've played. They came from. I'm sure. Uh, so yes. I mean, the, the last game I saw Matthew run of they came from anything involved a a punk funk fusion band. Uh, that was the player songs. characters as yeah. well. Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. Uh, so uh, I mean, it's up to Eddie whether he upholds the objection. 
Uh, no, yeah. um, oh. I mean, the objection is valid, but also not relevant to this case. So um, we would we will, uh, consider <sighs> that for future rulings. Um, so unfortunately, Daniel, I have to say you have lost your legal license um, and you're no what? longer a lawyer. Oh, just no legal license? Just it's gone? It's this gone. I, I am the judge. I, I can remove your legal license. Um, just for so, having one objection? No, no, for losing the game. I mean, your objection oh, valid, that but, was but you the lost last, the game. There was only one question like that. I thought there were going to be multiple. No, no, just one. Just one. Oh, no, same. Oh, oh. This game is short then. Um, well, we have we have one more round to go. Um, but oh, Danielle, okay. Danielle, you are now going to uh, be playing the role of the juror jury um oh. and you're going to rule on the final round which is the legal debate okay. uh since matthew and dixie are now prosecution and defense um, <laughs> uh, re respectively i'm prosecuting am i well we'll, find, well i'll read a statement and each lawyer has two minutes to prosecute or defend the statements the player with the least points chooses to prosecute or defend while the player with the most points chooses to go first or second uh, after both, after the two minutes uh, of debate, um, Danielle will make a decision on who won the debate, and I will either uh, uphold her <laughs> ruling or overrule it as judge. Oh God! Okay. All right, let's um, do this. This is utter nonsense. <laughs> so it is. Um, uh, the 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 statements that need to be either be defended or prosecuted is rules as intended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dixie, you have the least points, so you decide if you want to prosecute or defend rules as intended. I want to prosecute rules as intended. Okay, Matthew, do you want to go first or second as defense? Oh, I'll go second. I want to see what kind of case I'm up against here. Okay. Apparently, you've, uh, we're going to have a Dixie two-minute monologue on the prosecution as you ad address the jury. <laughs> so, Correct. Uh, so I will sit back and, and watch as my dreams fall before my eyes. Okay, Dixie, you have two minutes. Um, uh, are you ready to begin your prosecution? I, I, I mean, I'm ready to bullshit for two minutes, sure. Right, okay. That's all, that's all before. All right. <laughs> go ahead and go. All right. So the very concept of rules as intended is absolute bullshit. Because when we write rules, we write them the way we intend them to be read. So when people start arguing rules as written versus rules as intended, they are trying to say that we had a different intention than, than what we wrote on the page. And saying that any game designer had a different intention than what was written on the page is quite frankly preposterous. Because we don't write rule books to be like weirdly interpreted because they're not like philosophical or religious texts. They are essentially textbooks. They are technical writing. So we write what we intend. And if people take away a different meaning from it, then sometimes we might have to like mess with it a little bit, but generally what's on the page is what we intended. And so it is very strange to me whenever those arguments come up of rules as written versus rules as intended, because it's, it's just not a thing that any of us who work in the industry would ever think about. I would never look at a rule that was written down in a book and think, hmm, I wonder what the author's intention behind that was. It's kind of like those really uh, just kind of silly English lessons where they're like, oh, she said the curtains were blue, so that means that it's an aura of sadness in the room. And da -da -da. Sometimes the curtains are just blue. So sometimes when you say something like, I don't know, scale is a narrative device, you literally mean that scale is a narrative device. You don't mean, okay, now you have to do a whole bunch of math to figure out how scale works, because there's no math, because it's a narrative device. And there's lots and lots of examples of things like that where people will be like, well, maybe they meant this. No, 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 we wrote down what we meant you have just chosen to interpret it in a very strange, gratuitous way to suit your own needs or to make the game different, which is not what we're doing here. So, yeah. Okay, time is up. That was exactly two minutes. No, I know. I was watching the clock while I was talking. Oh, nice. Very good. Very good. <laughs> oh, yeah, I should do that. <laughs> uh, defense, are you ready for your two-minute argument? Not really, because uh, speaking honestly to the judge, uh, this isn't a cause I necessarily believe in, but everything deserves a fair defense, and therefore I will do my utmost Why as a legal practitioner. Why just undermine your entire thing? I'm, I'm addressing the judge, prosecution, <laughs> not you, not the jury. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I understand defense, however, you do have a job to do as part of our legal system, our, our uh, rigorously exactly. defined I, legal system. Uh, I just wanted, to, wanted it on record. No. Now, Okay, so I will begin. There you go. Honourable Lady of the Jury, 
I have been involved in this role-playing game industry for many years now, uh, whether as a player, a GM, sometimes called a story guide, sometimes a storyteller, sometimes a keeper, sometimes a dungeon master, sometimes a director, sometimes just a simple guide. There's often many titles that I've used when running games, even more when writing them, because my roles have expanded beyond the humble freelance writer to becoming a developer, a line developer, a lead developer. I have also been a Objection. creative... Objection. Objection. Okay, okay. <laughs> I have also been a creative strategist. What I say all of this for is to provide context. To provide context for my argument. My argument which is, of course, without peer. And that is that rules as intended is simply a matter of the human condition. You see, we <laughs> will write what we will in our books. Sometimes to hit a deadline. Sometimes to hit a design brief. Sometimes to put a square peg in a round hole. But it would be hubris, arrogance. We would be challenging God Almighty if we were to say that rules as written was the be-all and end-all. There is, of course, always flexibility. And there is room for design a metaphor and message in subtext or just plain text. I say that rules as intended is a valuable part of the role-playing game spectrum because it encourages debate. Among our role-playing game communities, our fans, our customers, our designers, they come to us, they discuss, and new things can be found through rules as intended. New avenues. Your time is up. I rest my case. Um, <laughs> prosecution, you had an objection. I do have an objection, and that is that the defense lawyer, my, my, my other counsel here, was using a lot of personal anecdotes and self-aggrandizing statements rather than actually defending the concept. His defense, pedigree yeah, but... should not come into this. That's not the point. Do you have a statement, a counter statement to this defense? I have none. <laughs> Fair uh, other than to say I dismiss the accusation, I believe context is king. And uh, without knowing my full credentials, which I probably laid down at the beginning of the trial, let's be honest, uh, I, I don't think that the one person on the jury could get a full <laughs> picture of the sheer importance of rules as intended uh, after all, they represent the design. Uh, sorry, I will not. I will not speak any further. I will. Matthew, I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Let the record show uh, the jury is aware of the defense's uh, credentials. Objection. Well, then we probably should have gotten a different juror. Uh, yes, that, defense. That, that is my objection. <laughs> this jury, this juror is biased. Overruled. Um. So I do. I get to speak now. Sure, as jury, on, you can make a statement before you release your uh, ruling. Okay, uh, so I, I feel the defense was lacking. Uh, what I feel, I feel the defense <laughs> left out. He, I feel like the defense left out a, cle a clearly key, vital part of of their defense, which is poorly written rules. So, what is the what is the jury's ruling? It, is rules as intended guilty or innocent? Um, I think it's guilty. Yes. Fuck um, that. Very well. Sorry, um, uh, uh, sorry Your Honor. I hold you in contempt of court. Defense, if you can't control yourself, I'll throw you out of this courtroom. <laughs> I can barely maintain molecular stability right now in this heat. So <laughs> containing myself is uh, is a challenge. Uh, very well. Rules of the Tendon is, in fact, guilty in the uh, in state of this uh, time continuum in county um, and uh, sentenced to life imprisonment on RPG.net. <laughs> there are worse places you could have sent me to the RPG site. <laughs> I, I, I'll put my feet up, play games, write threads, and I will argue even on that forum, Your Honor, about how rules as intended trumps rules as written <laughs> in all cases. This isn't the last you've heard of me. I'll be getting out on appeal. Then we'll see who who, <laughs> who cancels who, you woke moralist. I think I... <laughs> I think the funniest thing is that every time that I see the acronym for ruled, ruled as intended in one of the discords, I'm just like, are they talking about Ray Cole? Like right. every, every single time yes. I see it, especially if they don't capitalize the whole thing. I'm like, what are they? Oh, right. That's an acronym for a thing that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs>
fair enough. But anyway, that is uh, the game. Um, that's the first time I've ever run it. So, I mean, this is also a bit of a play test, too, to see if the concept works. I thought it was fun. I lost terribly. <laughs> so oh, yeah, did I, like, <laughs> did, I, did I win because I won the final argument? Yes, or, you won. Yeah. Oh, okay. Whoever wins cool. the final argument is actually the winner of the game. Oh, oh so, so all so the rest of those points count for shit. They only count the points for figuring out determined... who's going to do, yeah. Right, who's going to do what? I, honestly, I think it's better, based on how this played out, I think it's better to be the person with the lower points who gets to pick what they do. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I think I may have to flip um, you, yeah. um, lower points get to go first or second, and then uh, higher points get to choose prosecution defense. Yeah, because that, that gave me an unfair advantage, because you're like, you're like, oh, you're going to do this. And I'm like, well, I don't like that thing, so I'm clearly going to mm. prosecute it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. No, I enjoyed it. It was it was a fun way to spend a hot afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I would also say that simply because we're at the you know forty minute mark ish here, sure. and usually we, we run for time. an hour. If you're mm. gonna do this in the future, I would definitely like add more questions to some of the rounds. Yeah, like maybe do more may... of the wagering questions. I, I I may I may yeah I may do three oral arguments next time. Yeah, I was surprised yeah. that there was only one, and that's why I was like. I only wagered two points because mm. I I didn't think that I was I yeah. thought I was going to have more chances. I I also thought that. No, no that, but that, now that, we know. That's perfectly fair. Um, uh, uh, I also did have a tiebreaker in case I needed it. Um, what was the tiebreaker? Without looking and getting as close as possible without going over, what is the current price in United States dollars of the Scarred Lands Creature Collection VTT token back? Oh, oh my good gosh. question. <laughs> A dollar kind of price is right. Uh, uh, I'll, go, I'll go a bit higher. I'll go for I'll go for three ninety nine. <laughs> what did you say, D? Two ninety nine. Oh. It's actually $4.99, so Matthew would have gotten that one. Oh. oh. That was I my initial know. inclination, but because everyone was lowballing, I was thinking I'm gonna hedge my bets here. I I mean when I used to stay home from school sick and watch the prices right, I was always the person who was like, bet a dollar, bet a dollar. <laughs> They're all going over, bet a dollar. <laughs> Do you think uh, they're told yeah. not to do that? I don't know. A lot of people do it. Oh, well, no then. Like a, a lot of people do it on prices, right? Yeah, there's like there's actually uh, I, I read a, a a game theory paper about kind of the whole dynamic of the prices right uh, bidding game, um, and how bidding a dollar is is an interesting move because you have to assume that everybody else is over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's, it's an interesting strategy, but it d makes for boring television. So I think that they do discourage it, but they don't outright prevent it. Yeah. But sometimes you're watching that show. I mean, granted, I have not watched that show in decades, probably at this point. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you're watching that show and you're like, I think they're all overestimating how expensive that thing is. Oh, right. no. Similarly, um, uh, it was discovered that the most effective Jeopardy strategy is to actually not do a one topic top to bottom but actually to bounce around the board as much as possible mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. why is that um because it keeps your um as long as you have control of the board and as long as you're moving in the topics you're reasonably comfortable in um it keeps your uh competitors off guard because if you go into uh, a stream people start to remember more and more about that topic and they have better oh. chances of an answering in the later questions but if you bounce around the board they never find their bearings interesting mm -hmm. i always find it really like i don't know I like looking at things like, you know, mainstream game shows and things and thinking about how their mechanics actually work because mm -hmm. they do all have mechanics, uh, but they're not always obvious or they're super obvious. You know, like Wheel of Fortune has pretty obvious mechanics. Mm. Right. But like people do have different strategies for like which letters they pick and the most common letters, you know, this, 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 that and the other, which I, I always think of now when I play like Wordle is like, you know, oh, like. I've got my like three seed words that I use yeah. to eliminate as many le like letters as possible, mm -hmm. and I try to figure it out from there. So yeah. Well, apparently, uh, I'm on a gaming day that you couldn't turn up, Dixie. Uh, Danielle, Eddie, and I played Clue. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. And uh, there's uh, quite a few professional gamblers, uh, which I've always found to be a strange concept, uh, who especially blackjack players, who basically say they learn how to count cards uh, through playing Clue. 
it's uh, huh. one of the easiest ways of doing it because it's it's a game of deduction. You're trying to work out, you know, who has what, and based on questions people are asking and that kind of thing. Apparently, it's just a really simple way of getting into that kind of thing. Um, but that's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So when are we going to play Clue again? Well, <laughs> for, for the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a boring path cast. Yeah, it's just all people going. playing Clue. Yeah. <laughs> I move five Nothing squares. I can't just... get to the fucking room. This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, just... So I've got a um, a hard copy of Cluedo. And mm-hmm. uh, I will, was actually inspired by the fact that we played it virtually not that long ago. Uh, I, I played it with my dad recently and um, a couple of other people. And in that version... And it doesn't seem to be terribly modified. I mean, there is a clue symbol now, a magnifying glass mm-hmm. symbol. If you roll a one, you get clue cards that oh. will tell you things like, Colonel Mustard is walking with a limp. If anyone is holding the Colonel Mustard card, they must reveal it now. That sort of thing. Oh. Oh. Uh, so that sort of speeds up ga- the game yeah. a bit. Um, but it's also uh, you roll both dice uh, to see how far you move on a given turn rather than a single one. Right. Um, and I feel like we were doing it with one. But anyway, this is we this I'm we sure were. is uh, this is gripping uh for for our audience. It is. <laughs> I mean, it is interesting like I think a lot of folks in the TTRPG and even the board game space now tend to dismiss some of those simpler board games that we all grew up with. Yeah. yeah. Uh but a lot of them are really good game designers. The reason a lot of them have been around for, you know, like 100 years or 50 mm. years or whatever because they are good game design. And like maybe some of them Monopoly. are. I'm a Monopoly fan and apologist, so same actually. I, 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 I've I've always enjoyed Monopoly. I I have always been the Monopoly because I the history of Monopoly. Um, Monopoly was meant to be a teaching device on how ca- on how capitalism is terrible. Yeah, and it absolutely yeah. succeeds 100 percent in that goal. Oh sure, it does. It's just you have to suffer through it while you're playing it. <laughs> also, there are a lot of rules in the game that people just don't use because we, as a pop culture, have decided they're not good rules. See, whereas my my why are you buzzing in, D? <laughs> my mother growing up, my anger. <laughs> when I was growing up, my mother was a big collector of Monopoly, so we had multiple Monopoly sets, things like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we even had that like super high end, like wooden table version, Ooh, with, like nice. the gold and silver hotels anyway. So I, but she was also a rule stickler. So like, I didn't know about all these house rules about like free parking, getting money and shit when I was a kid. Uh-huh. Um, and then I went to play it in like, you know, after school care when I was like nine with, with, with some other kids. And like, I must've been the most annoying person because I was like, I was like, that's not right. <laughs> you're, you're playing you you can't do that like i was so confused because they were all playing with all these house rules and i was like no 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 uh-uh what <laughs> but like i i i like him Mono- of, of monopoly every now and then not that anybody will ever play it with me because most people feel like d does <laughs> right. i just feel like if i'm gonna spend my time playing a board game there's infinitely better board games that i could be playing i think that's a fair view because oh, yeah. um but for instance, to use Clue uh, as an example, I really like it for its aesthetic. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, in terms of gameplay, while I do certainly enjoy playing it, uh, there are games of equal length that are more, I guess, enjoyable on the whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's very rare that I will sort of return, other, unless I'm playing with my son, uh, to really simplistic games, you know, I guess prior to 20 years ago right um yeah but... but i mean like i mean really clue is a social deduction game and there are better social deduction games out there yeah yeah, oh, but, yeah. Uh, certainly but again i think it, it hinges on an interesting mechanic and mm-hmm. it's uh, the aesthetic is one that's difficult to beat uh they've often tried to emulate it with lots of arkham style games and mm-hmm. uh, to to varying degrees of success and I am fascinated. We're we're off topic now, but this is fun to talk about. Um, yeah, I'm fascinated about how games continually reinvent themselves as game design moves ahead. Uh, so I mean, like obviously with tabletop role playing games, we have new editions, right? Um, that's that's a pretty established release style. We don't really see that with board games, and yet, um, Risk, classic Risk, is kind of a slog. I I, I fucking hate Risk. I don't like Risk. 
But uh, I, um, I find the lack of skill required to play it is a complete turnoff. That's fair. But there are new versions of Risk that are not only better, but are genuinely innovative. Like the, the first um, game that permanently altered the board and permanently altered gameplay as a result of player actions was a Risk game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Risk Legacy. Uh, so, I mean, there's genuine innovation in that really established IP. Um, there are new versions of Monopoly with extremely dubious uh, reactions and responses, but the point yeah. is, is that they're making attempts to try to reinvigorate it. Uh, and so, like you, like you said with Cluedo, in the fact that it's got some new uh, uh, permutations to make it faster and more flexible, I've also seen there's lots of uh, hacks. I think it's the other thing that's fun about classic games is they're so well known that people can create new house rules and even new side games that yeah. add on to it. Um, one of my favorites is a variation of Clue called Sherlock, um, where you also you get you make a Jenga tower. I'm very surprised that that's I know it's shocking, shock. but that's actually didn't put is that you have to make a Jenga tower and you put one of the unused pieces on top of it. And every time you make a false a question, like, not even a false accusation, but like, even like, you know, if, if you're just wrong in your uh, suspicion, you have to make a pull on the tower. And if the tower falls over, then everyone dies. Everyone's wrong. Oh, interesting. So it's, it's, it's dreaded clue. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, uh, and then the, 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 the premise is that it's Sherlock Holmes on top of Reichenbach Falls and blah, blah, blah. But that, uh. that's kind of secondary even to it. It's more like you need to be a little more strategic in, you have to think more of, okay, what maximizing each question because there is a actual cost to it as opposed to, I don't know, I'll just pick this room. Mm. Um, so, so that I find that it, it changes the style of the game pretty significantly. Uh, there's another variant of uh, monopoly where you can actually put um, properties onto a stock market mm-hmm. and you get certain uh, residual people can actually mul- multiple can invest in a property and have to, their own properties on it and then there's profit sharing and splitting which changes the dynamics and the the power dynamics not just run your opponents to the ground it's like well actually i may profit share with this person to try to build up our collective wealth to get somebody else out of the game and then turn on them and try to take control of those properties it's it's a really interesting subject to explore because Mm -hmm. i think a lot of those of established mainstay board game properties and the same goes for role-playing games too, to to some extent. Have the Star Wars issue of um, if you look at the the new three films or the new mm-hmm. trilogy, um, it's a little like uh, remastering or redoing Monopoly, but with glossier pieces. If you look at the Force Awakens, it is it's a New Hope all over again. To be very reductive, yeah. uh, but it looks better. It's arguably better acted, but it is ultimately the same film. Mm-hmm. And then, and so that will draw a lot of money because it will draw both new people and established fans who are looking for nostalgia. But it won't be critically praised. Uh, these sort of purist gamers will think, "Well, I could just be playing Monopoly right now." Yeah. And then you get something like uh, the Last Jedi which is someone has taken Monopoly and decided what we're going to do is not make it about the properties, but about stories that are taking place on each of the streets. Mm -hmm. And um, some people are going to say, wow, this really expands the Monopoly universe in a really interesting way. Uh, And other people are going to say, this isn't Monopoly at all. This isn't what I signed up for. I want Mm -hmm. a a white guy with blonde hair saving the world uh, right now. And... um, and that kind of treatment, we get the same thing with role-playing games. And I, I think D&D is the most, uh, or not only is it the most well-known TTRPG, but when you look at its course from AD&D 2 to 3rd to 3.5 to 4th especially, and then 5th, the way they've tried to, and succeeded in some cases, arguably failed in others, to either cling on to established fans, attract new fans, try and emulate what was good about D&D in the past, uh, while also reinventing D&D. And I think by any measure, 5th edition is a massive success in that regard. Um, Whereas 4th edition is, I guess, the last Jedi of the franchise. Not that it's 
a bad game at all. It's just a very different game to what people were expecting from Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. because of the previous very successful edition. Yep. Right. I, I, I have frequently argued that fourth edition is actually a genuinely good game, but because it did not fit within certain preconceptions, it was viewed as bad. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I get a lot of designers really like fourth edition because it has really good design, mm-hmm. but players don't like fourth edition because of the uh, there's a cognitive load in fourth edition that is kind of weird where you have to spend a bunch of time uh, if you're trying to build a character that's not starting at first level. And even if you are starting at first level, uh, every time you make a new level, there's decision points instead of everything just being handed to you and the cognitive load really put a lot of people off. Yeah, but if you played like World of Warcraft a whole bunch, it's really intuitive. Oh, right. Yeah, but for people who had come from third edition yeah. where feats were the only cognitive load that you had, having every level have a cognitive decision that you had to make to try to build your character, it it was too much it was too much for people. Yep. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. So yeah, like that is something that we as, you know, RPG designers think about when it comes to new editions of games. Is like what you know what what should we reinvent? What should we keep? This, that, and the other, which I think is an interesting exercise and and something that I I, I really sent, like sank my teeth into with essence. Mm. Uh, but it mm-hmm. is something that I, I I just find interesting when we're looking at like you know Scion Second Edition versus First or you know any any game Second Edition versus First or Third Edition versus Second or what have you. Uh, just because, yeah, there are setting things you might change, but there's also a lot of mechanic things that you might fiddle with and see if, you know, you can make it even better every time. Yeah. But I mean, uh, I think to, to Dee's point is um, there is value in presenting some kind of material to help people get mm-hmm. over those changes. Like, I don't know, an appendix in the back of Scion Origin to talk about the first No one will remember us that. <laughs> I think the Chronicles of Darkness are a really fantastic example of, uh, and varied examples too, of where developers and ultimately the the Onyx Path team have agreed to either drift far or stay close to the setting of a first edition or in some cases the rules in terms of more powers than the basic uh, storytelling system. Um which you know has of course changed but it's changed somewhat uniformly across all of them if uh, a game like mummy the curse second edition is a very different beast haha to mummy first edition as an example uh, whereas there's an awful lot of tone that has really been retained and strengthened in something like Promethean Second Edition, mm-hmm. uh, but mechanically it has changed somewhat because it makes your characters less less overtly toxic, I guess, uh, in a mm-hmm. you know wasteland disquiet kind of a fashion. There, there's a lot going on there in the sort of boiler room of Promethean. But I think it's a game that does very well for sort of sticking to its first edition guns in a lot of ways. Uh, but tweaks it has more tweaks to it more than an overhaul, which something like Mummy has. Right. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, and you know, you can look at the same from Requiem all the way through to Deviant. Oh, well, obviously Deviant's only had one edition, but I know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was it was built on second edition bones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, with that said, if anybody wants to talk to us about game design and the evolution of games and edition wars and argue with me about rules as intended, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you I could win. actually. Yeah. Uh, D, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me at uh dot com or on the Discord. I am hanging out sometimes in the OPP Discord. Otherwise, I am not to be perceived. That's that's okay. <laughs> I think a lot of us feel that way. Uh, Matthew, what about you? 
I'm on MatthewDawkins.com, on Twitter at DawkinsMP, and on the Onyx Path Discord as Matthew Dawkins. Do check out the Trinity Continuum Aether Kickstarter that's going right now. Yeah. Eddie? Uh, you can find me playing The Great Ace Attorney, which I still have not finished, and I've really got to at some point, but it's a long game. Uh, but when I'm not doing that, I am on Twitter as Pugsteady, P-U-G-S-T-A-D-Y. I am, my website is Pugsteady.com, or you can find me uh, summoning myself with Transformers memes today on the Onyx Path Discord. Yeah, I did see that. I was like, I was like, I was like Eddie, Eddie did a self-summon. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can find me most places at, as Dixie Cyanide. I'm obviously on the Onyx Path Discord, a bunch of other random spaces throughout the internet. Uh, I also dislike being perceived in certain ways. But, you know, Twitter's fine. I mostly yell on Twitter. Uh, you can find us at theonyxpath.com, the Onyx Path on my social media. And as always, many worlds, 